At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 One, two, three. Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. Fucker. I like sucking. Nah, nah, nigga. Legit. back to the show i am the hippie i have the blonde sitting next to me and we have the hand eater sir hand eater the third over there on my zoom screen and lanae's joining us today and i was going to do my cheers button but we could not figure out how to do the cheers button i'm trying to come up with a different button for uh lanae hang on what should we use for her Mm. we need a nickname for lanae too Hippie, blonde, finger eater. You just have to wait until somebody gives her a nickname because Same. we didn't give us our One nicknames. One never there and never talks. How about we just make her piss? piss. Oh, <laughs> no? I don't think so. Let's just wait for someone to give her a name. The give her a name, people. Blonde, blonde, finger eater and piss. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. Somebody come up with a better name than piss and we'll stick with it. Anyway, uh, announcement. I don't think I always think of announcements or like things to say and then forget as soon as the show starts. So we'll just skip it again like usual. Our uh, guest is second time returning guest, Todd Cave. And last time, I actually looked it up before the show, episode 716. It was talking about uh, old gods, AI, three religions, and the true Messiah. So, Todd, what have you been up to, dude? And what have, what's been rattling your cage lately? Well, I've just been, uh, well, I spoke at Anarchapoco in um, February again, and I did a chat. My talk was on the return of the Son of Man, and I basically went after religion and tore it down. And um, I had some people come up to me afterwards and say, you know, everything that you said, I've been thinking for many years, but I just wasn't able, to, I just was never able to piece it together like you and uh explain it in the way you did so a lot of people were very um you know kind with their words with me and um i really appreciate that because i put a lot of work in to the actual presentation because you had to really spit it out in half an hour and um i had to like cover all the, the points like because like when i do podcasts i can talk freely but when you have to do a presentation you have to stay on a point for time so i had to really practice it and write down everything and um been after that, I did one or two other podcasts and just been focusing on uh, fitness and getting people in shape and healthy and um, yeah, trying to, you know, live the best life I can because um, right now things are very, very challenging. And even with some of my clients and friends, like we all are going through a very difficult time at the moment. Um, and it is mostly due to the energy that we have and certain things that are really have been really sticking out to me is the transhumanist agenda that is being pushed extremely hard 
And the reason for that is that they want to demoralize us because people that are demoralized are very easy to control. And what's happening is that we're actually having a communist takeover of the planet, right? Um, basically to bring in these extraterrestrial gods because what they want to do is that they believe that you get salvation through sin. So you need to commit all these bad and heinous acts in order for God to come back. But the God that they're worshipping is an extraterrestrial God and it will do nothing for salvation, but only cause you to destroy your fellow man. So we're in some, some very precarious times at the moment. And we're also, um, you know, having the economic issue that I spoke about a little bit uh, before is, is is really coming up now because we just had a an extra a uh, few trillion that will be added to the U.S. debt. So more money printing. And, um, you know, they, they're really going for us in terms of like trying to make just basic living uh, quite unaffordable. Because even here in Mexico, like I'm seeing inflation as well. It's not as much as it would be as it is in England or in the United States, but it, it is catching up here as well, you know. So we're in for some very precarious times. What is the uh, like reasoning for them thinking that you have to commit heinous, heinous sins for salvation? What would spur such ass backwards thinking? Well, the thing is, um, there was a um, because they're different like sects in Judaism, and one of the sects of Judaism, this is what they believe, and those are the ones that end up having all the money and control. And I can't remember the name of the rabbi that was like the 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 brainchild of this but basically they believe that it was written in the books has to happen and they have elected themselves to do it because they said if they don't do it someone else will so they've elected they've taken upon themselves to do all of these things because they're expecting uh, god to return but at the very, very high levels, they know that it's all um, satanic worship. But the levels underneath, I don't think that they really know because they, they've really, you know I mean? They've architect. They're the architects of, of this entire planet. And behind that, uh, I would say that there's a non-physical entity that um, is sucking all of the, the, the negative energy that is being produced as a consequence. So it's very like parasitic. Excuse me, so are, they, the are they reading the same eating. book though? Like, if they believe, uh, like you're talking about the Bible or something, are they reading the same book? Because the the bad guys lose in that book. Well, no. Are you saying that they're trying to bring God back by like bringing in the Antichrist and doing all these bad things, so that yes. God does eventually return? Like they're trying to trigger the events that will lead up to Revelation. So they're trying to be the catalyst, but okay. Yes. I've heard of groups like this recently, actually. Yes, it is. It's very. Uh, troubling because like that, that that is basically their their belief system that for god to come back um they have to do all of these things so that uh the world will get so bad that god will be forced to have like a come back and have a cleanse and because they're the ones that are doing it for the preparation of god to come they will be saved through sin 
So that it sounds is, like somebody doing something illegal because they want the cops to be there. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go do something terrible because I really need the cops. So I'm going to go kill this guy and then the cops will show up and I'll be totally cool. Instead of just the calling the cops. Yeah. They could just yeah. call on God instead, but they're like, no, let's just do all this really bad shit. We'll force God to come back because that's what God wants. I'm sure he loves to be forced into doing things. That's why I said, are they reading the same book? Yeah, that's stupid. It, it is very, it's inverted because what it is, is that they've taken everything and inverted it because when you um look into like, the Nagamati text and when Pista Sophia created Yaldabaoth, um Yaldabaoth was retarded because Pista Sophia gave birth to him. This is all spiritual by the way, um to him without the consent of her male counterpart. Because according to the Nagamati text, uh, God is really androgynous. It's both male and female, right? And what happens is that at the beginning there was the um, the, the the vastness, and then the vastness became light. But in order for the light to exist, you still have to have the dark, right? So when people say um, is which came first, the chicken and the egg, I the way I look at it is that both were there at the same time, the chicken and the egg. So basically, because God is both male and female, God could produce. Because you have like first mystery, second mystery. You have the first power, the triple power. You have um, Barbello. You have Pista Sophia, etc. And when Pista Sophia um, created Yaldabaoth, she didn't use her male counterpart, right? So he he was retarded. And a lot of the things that Yaldabaoth says uh in the, the, the Nagamati is basically a mirror of what uh is said in the old testament the Aldebaoth said there are no other gods but me uh, i am a jealous god all of these actually when you read the Nagamati and you read the old testament you realize there are a lot of similarities so what yeah, it is is that different perspectives on it right correct uh, so so what it is is that because he knew that he was not the the uh the creator of all things he created this realm so that he could govern and he created everything artificial so because now all the technology that we have is all as a product of from him right according well if you do connect the dots it'd be from him in the nagamari to what we have now and because consciousness is spiritual what they're trying to do is they're trying to make us into the um, the, the, the man ver- merged with machine in order to become God. Because this is why you have guys like Ray Kurzweil that said, I think it was in 2007, that, um, you know what I mean, human beings have to upgrade and then we be like gods. So there's been this agenda uh, for many, many, many thousands of years. And it's just that because technology couldn't, been, couldn't be introduced like super duper quick in order to, to create the world we live in, they had to do it bit by bit by bit by bit. A bit like how you only have the frog uh, in the cold water and you turn the heat. The frog doesn't realize that he's going to die until the very end. Uh, we're basically the frogs in the water. And now it's getting really hot where it's becoming very obvious that it is what it is. So when um, so Yaldabaoth basically created this realm, according to the, the Nagamati, and made everything artificial. But because now he knew that God his love, he had to cr- create the opposite in order for his world to exist. So this is why 
fear, hate, jealousy, and all these seven um de- you know, I mean the mo- the, I can't think you call it the seven uh, demons, um that to bring us down, you know, jealousy, envy, hate, lust, greed, all these things. So he created a system that would feed off of that, right? And this is what we have now because you 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 see like school in California, they 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 they're teaching children, they're teaching young boys now how to have anal sex, right? Like literally. And I saw a video yesterday on Instagram that one of my mates shared, and this is graphic, man. I mean, in the terms of like the, what they're saying. I mean, we have it in the UK as well, but like the lady was saying that, you know. Um, you don't have to have penetration in order for it to be satisfactory, um, satisfying for a male. You can just put it on the rim because there are nerve endings on the the end of the anus. So you don't have to penetrate in order to have uh, pleasure. And they're literally indoctrinating and teaching young boys how to be, uh, how to perform anal sex. And it's like, wow, you know what I mean? We've gone so far away from God that like, the agenda is actually being fulfilled because, you know what I mean? Like, according to the Bible, when they had the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you would realize that all empires, the Greek empire, just before it fell, it went into debauchery. The Roman empire, just before it fell, it went into debauchery. And now the American empire is about to fall. And what we have? Debauchery, right? So everything seems to be very cyclical, um, and we are in the Kali Yuga, according to the Hindus, and all truth is going to be revealed. And the thing is, is that we need to have shows like this are very important because there are a lot of people that are still sitting on the fence and thinking, well, you know, it's nothing to do with me. But no, you know, what I mean, like at first they came for the um, the the socialists, and I didn't speak up because no, at first they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak up because. Um, I was in trade unions. Then they came uh, for the, the the socialists, and I didn't speak up because I was a socialist. Then they came for the Jews, and then I didn't speak up because uh, I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me, and no one was there, right? And people need to stop being afraid. Uh, we need to push back because, like, if, if we if we if we our acquiescence is what is allowing all these things to take place, and uh, what is happening is that more negative energy is being fed back into to, to us because we are we are basically made of energy and uh, what happens is that when we have negative thoughts then those uh, are created those become real when they're clothed in feelings and then those feelings uh, feed back our thoughts and we create a negative feedback loop and this is the system that we have here right now where we have all this negativity going on and we're not trying to overcome our fears and traumas in order to to speak up and say no, enough is enough. They're coming for our children now. I mean, I don't have children, but I would, I would, I would stand up for the children because well, they're the, the future, right? And if they're lost, well, there's psychologically we will think there's nothing to fight for, and we will just let it go. And we're very close to to, to being enslaved as a planet, but uh, I think there's a lot of hope still. But there's a lot of work to be done because things are only going to get worse and. I hope I'm what I'm about to say. I hope I'm very wrong. I would love to be very wrong, but I think what we're going to see very close in the future is open pedophilia on the TV and on the internet, and it will be glorified because the United Nations has already said that children should have a say if they want to have um, not United is World Health Organization. Yeah, World Health Organization. Sorry, 
um, they are saying that children should have a, a say if they want to have sex or not. So behind the scenes, they're, they're, they're creating the environment for all of this stuff to happen, right? And um, people are just like so caught up in going to work and, you know, mean making money, but not realizing, hold on a minute. Well, if our society is destroyed, the job that you had that you, you thought was so important isn't going to mean anything because you're going to be a, a literal slave, you know? So yeah. we, we, we have to push back. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they're obviously pushing open pedophilia pretty hard and pretty open. I mean, there's a whole organization, MAPS, that's like pushing for, to normalize that. And I, I love the old, or not old, but I saw a meme the other day that said, hey, if it needs to be normalized, that means it's not fucking normal. And it it seems obvious, and it, but people just so easily go into whatever is on the TV and just, oh, oh, that's a thing now? Okay, yeah, sure, we'll go along with that we don't want to discriminate against these people and their right to fuck children so we'll just go ahead and you know yeah i don't do think most thing. people think that though i think most no, people are silent like, like the way that you're talking about it where people aren't speaking up or standing up for people i don't think most people are going to see that on tv and say yeah that's totally fine so people need to get together and rise up because it's not that's not okay and how do you think that that folds into the like transhumanism thing? Because uh, it seems to all be linked together, all these different bizarre agendas that are going on. And how would you explain? I guess this is more of a compound question, but like, how would you explain why transhumanism is not necessarily a good thing to somebody who's super caught up in technology and uh, brain chips and VR and all that stuff? How, how would you uh, approach that? Because there's a lot of people that are super into it. All right. So basically, the the long term goal is to steal our consciousness, right? And basically, the idea is first to upload our consciousness into the cloud, uh, and then we become part of the AI. Now, the reason why transhumanism is one of the the things that's being done to us is because what they're doing is that they're taking a sacred um, understanding that excuse me, both men and women have masculine and feminine inside of them. Carl Jung describes it as the, the amanus in the, um, the male, so which is the feminine, and the amina in the feminine, which is the masculine. So the two energies balance each other. And like I was saying earlier, that, that God is really both male and female, but it's not necessarily sex in terms of energy, right? So what it is now is that what they're trying to do is to reverse engineer that concept, but make it inverted. So this is why uh, people are being encouraged to change their their sex, their gender, because in, if you're if you're born biological male and you take female hormones, or you're born as a female and you have a mastectomy and then you're male, what you're doing then is that you become sort of like, um, well androgynous in a way because you're both male and female at the same time because it is a, a basically is a bit of mental gymnastics here but that is the um the, the 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 thought process that they're using so they're taking that as part of the agenda and pushing that so that if you demoralize your society enough it means that they will take and accept whatever is to come just look at the pandemic that started three years ago. 
we had all these people that were uh, bombarded with loads of fear. And then what they went and did, they went and lethally injected themselves, right? Uh, I was I saw someone send me a, a, a screenshot yesterday that Jamie Foxx is 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 blind and um, he has um, uh, he had myocarditis as well and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, damn. So even in in the Hollywood, you know I mean they're not even immune from it, you know. But I digress. So what it is is that the 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 agenda for the pandemic was a test to see how much would humans take. So when you have people so morally bankrupt, spiritually bankrupt, economically bankrupt, you know what I mean, emotionally bankrupt, when you come to offer them this chip or this connecting your, um, to the, the neural link, um, you know what I mean, to put in your brain, because you're so destroyed, you'll take anything, right? Because you just want your life to get better. So the transhumanist, transgender, is one of the the tools that they're using to bring down the society because ultimately human beings by default wouldn't, well, I would say the majority wouldn't voluntarily want to give away their consciousness like that. But what is going to be done is going to be sold in a very nice bowl to make people think this is a good idea and this is good to do. So what it is now is that, is all That's part the, whole, uh, they cre- the people that create the disease is also the ones gr- creating the cure, right? They're yes. making the problem so that they can be the salvation. Yes, it goes back to the Hegelian dialect, which is problem, reaction, solution. And um, the Hegelian dialect is what the people that rule this world is like their credo. And you have the, 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 the thesis and the antithesis. So when you create the problem, then you can uh, profit off of the solution. But in this profiting from the solution as well, you're another step closer to your long-term goal of de- demoralization uh, of, the, of, the, of the society, right? And um, it, is, it is all these things together, which is why like, you can't necessarily focus on only one thing. You have, to, you have to look at everything together because it is a slow walk in order to that. Ultimately, the goal is for us to merge with machines and we upload our consciousness and become the Borg, basically. Well, what does the uh, Hegel- Hegelian dialectic sound like? Every religion ever, doesn't it? You have yes. a problem, sin. Uh, there's a reaction. You, you're going to die and go to hell because of the sin. Oh, no, no problem. We got the solution right here. And it, I mean, that follows every religion, kind of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that guy, um, Yuri, I can't remember his last name. He was a uh, Soviet um, defector that went to the United States. And he said that how to destroy a society is that you have demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and then normalization. And we had the crisis, which was uh, with the pandemic. And now we're having the normalization because you're having teachers teaching young boys to have anal sex in schools, right? I remember I heard a video. It was a student captured this. Uh, it was in the UK. And I can't remember what school it was, but the teacher was basically saying that I don't care if you do not want to hear about LGBT stuff, you will hear it. And this is my classroom. And this is uh, what's not. I'm very forceful with it, right? So it's not... <laughs> It's not just over there, it's over there as well, you know what I mean? 
So it's, it's everywhere. It's like a virus. You know? Yeah, and that's what makes me think. So maybe the U.S. is like the tip of the spear for this, all this bullshit New World Order stuff. But you're saying it's everywhere. Like you're even seeing inflation in Mexico. And so it, it doesn't seem like it's a fall of Rome type of thing anymore. It's like the fall of everything. Uh, I did want to ask real quick because we loved, or I love talking and thinking about the Kali Yuga situation. A lot of people think it's like 24,000 years or 26,000 years or something like that. Or even more, there's some that think it's like 400,000 years. But if we're in the Kali Yuga now and the same thing's happening as as happened in the Roman Empire, what were they in then? Was that also a Kali Yuga or was that just descending into it? Well, there's a thing, right? Because what you, what you found is what I found as well, right? Where there's so many different timelines. And so I saw one where it was like 4,000 years as well. And I was like, but what I would say is that the Kali Yuga is where all the truth is being revealed. It's, a, it's equivalent to the apocalypse in the Bible, where the veil is being lifted, the veil of perception is being lifted. These people are openly showing us now what they're doing, right? They're, 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 they're being very brazen about it, and they don't care, right? So in that respect, I would say yes. Definitely, we. I would say from looking at things, we're in the Kaliluga because if you think back at like prior to 2012, I mean, this this stuff. If you try to tell anyone 10, well, 13 years in the future, 12 years in the future, 11 years, sorry, that this stuff will happen, they would say you're mad, you're on smack, right? And it's 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 sped up so fast, right? Because like we went from covering our face in mask to having uh homosexual sex being taught in schools and it's like where did that come from you know like just like that right before we were all afraid of of, of an invisible virus and now we're even afraid to, to to say no this is not right you know so it looks like if the normalization stage has definitely started and the Kali Yuga is all about where you, you destroy yourself and then you go into a golden age. So a lot of like, um, you know, mystics. And when you look at the, the we have the bronze, the golden age, the bronze, silver age and the bronze age. Then we go into like stupidity and then we come back into the golden age again. So it seems to be a cycle. Um, however long it is, what I would say is that I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think it's going to get like, even crazier this is what i said i hope i'm wrong but what i said i would love to be wrong i hope someone could say todd you were wrong i'd be said great but do i see it it's looking quite possible man you know what i mean yeah but uh that's where you turn fear porn into something better because you it, it should get better after that right we just don't know if we're gonna see it in our lifetime it could the way it's speeding up kind of seems like we might see that I mean, yeah. it's getting fucking crazy out there. and I, But I do see a lot more pushback lately, too. A lot more people <laughs> coming out like you. A lot of people you wouldn't expect to say things like this are coming out like kind of big name stars are kind of come, you know, posting videos and doing Jim Brewer is a great example of one I would have never thought of. But he's right on this that same track um, thinking like that. And so it is nice to see things like that. But I, how nice is it? Like, is it just I mean, you get the people that say it's all a psyop. So you can think like that if you want. Well, but... the, the problem that I end up seeing is that it's the same voices that you see counteracting it. 
that people are like, yes, that's that's exactly right. You know, if somebody's listening to Todd say everything he just said and they're like, yes, I 100 percent agree. The problem that I see is that it's just as equal to the force that we're fighting, which just normalizes it for everybody. It's kind of like as you watch the progressive levels go, what used to be a smaller issue, you had an equal counterpart and it was normal. Oh, we got the you know conservatives fighting with the Democrats, whatever, on tax. Then it was, we have abortion versus anti-abortion. But now that entire idea is normal. That argument is normal. So now we're getting into stuff, like he said 11 years ago, that we would have never thought that we were arguing about. But now that argument is normal. It's like, even the dissent between everybody about what is wrong and what is right, it's gaining levels as being normal. The idea of uh, pedophilia being a sexual orientation and it's okay, that argument will then just become another argument that is normal. It's not going to be this, I don't see it being this big push once it's just kind of been there for a long time. People will be like, oh, what's your opinion on uh, pedophilia? like oh well i'm against it uh but i know my uh friend john you know he's all for it yeah he's got a got a big right. old it, van out in front of his yard and it's just get gonna to the be point like where they're like teach their own just like every everything else that's his that's, thing that's what i'm saying is i i see these issues obviously as being horribly serious but i see as the levels get this chasm that gets wider all of those issues that are serious are just going to stay and it's going to be a normal argument like whether or not you think one president should get in or not. Well, yeah, that, and they're they're still folding in the the race war aspect. They oh, if you're black, you're supposed to hate white people. If you're white, obviously you're right. racist. I mean, they, they they keep that one going, and that's still right. going, and that that's very normalized now. I mean, there's a lot of people that think if you're white, you're automatically racist, and you're going to go kill a bunch of uh, ethnic minorities or something. Like it's it's bizarre. I mean, not in my everyday life. I don't really see that talking to people, but the way that it's portrayed, at least it. The they make you they make you think that that's how it is. Have you seen that a lot down in Mexico, the race war thing? Dude, I'll be honest with you, right? I literally spoke to a couple of people yesterday and I asked them about if how how would Mexicans react if their children are being taught about anal sex in school? He says it would never happen. They'd be hitting I them said, with a flip-flop. I know Mexican moms. That's exactly what they do. They bring out their flip-flops, smack them across the head, and then that's over. Because you don't yeah, fuck he, with a Mexican mom. Look, both of them said it would never happen. And he said that, um, I mean, we have, like, a lot of gay people here. And, you know I mean? They do have, like, the gay pride and stuff like that. But what I would say is that you don't see the indoctrination, like, you over there that like you have here. I mean maybe you could say that we are a few years behind but like here honestly you don't the, the most look mexico is the same in the sense of that okay the cartels run the country and as long as you don't interfere with the cartels the cartels are not going to interfere with you that's it you don't go into certain dodgy Respect. areas and you're fine for the most part you know you just use common sense you don't dress in any bling and all that kind of stuff you don't have any problems. So in that respect, Mexico has not changed in the three and a half years that I've been here, right? And I, I actually sometimes have to say, but Todd, boy, you're, like, you're really lucky because 
you don't have all of this rubbish that uh you know what I mean you see in the states and you see in England going on and and it's like the, the quality of life is so much better because it's still it's still family orientated in a way you know so I was and, and, I was gonna throw that in there when you were talking about it hasn't changed where what we always would consider as like oh my gosh that's terrible second world or even third world some of the things that go on that in the states we would be like we would never let that happen is now i'm looking at those countries that haven't really changed through this entire thing and i'm like they got it right for for instance if you go to the amazon and there's an aboriginal tribe who hasn't known that the rest of the world has existed this whole fucking time i guarantee you whatever they were teaching 200 years ago they're probably still teaching and they don't give a shit about any of this i'm like yeah, and they call them behind the times or, you know, uh, that's what I was going for. Yeah, primitive or something. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they have a better quality of life than right. anybody in New York City. Well, the whole point or, of teaching sex education, though, when I was in school, granted, back it was back in the 90s, but sex education was to teach reproduction. It was to teach you about your body. It wasn't to teach you and safety and about poverty. how to have sex or how to feel really good, or like, here's what an orgasm is. It was nothing like that. It was like, these are the body parts. This is what sex does. It's reproductive. It was very clinical. And they and made then, it gross. Yeah, but but <laughs> then they know they know what we're going to do with it because we're humans and we were like teenagers basically or almost, but they weren't telling us or encouraging us to go do it. So the fact that they're teaching anal sex, which has no reproductive value, makes no sense at all. How dare you? Men can right. get pregnant. Everybody That's knows that. It, we were talking about this a, a little bit ago. I don't remember what day it was. Uh, there was a video clip of a kid that got up and read in front of his school board this book that he had gotten off the library shelf that was very explicit about these sexual encounters in the characters of the book. Um, and the first thing I thought of is I go, and oh, and we were talking with uh, Bailey. He came to town a little bit ago. Um, and we're like, here's the thing. If I have no problem with I have no problem with at younger ages than what my parents would have been OK with having like a sex educational talk. But that's exactly what it is. It is educational and it's based on biology. If we're talking about sex, we're talking about, like Jen mentioned, reproductive means. But as soon as they start branching off, for instance, if you want to have the talk as a teenager that, hey, um, you know, if 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 you if you're a, a guy and you and you like a guy or you're a girl and you like a girl, it's like the sex talk that we had for reproductive stuff that doesn't apply to you anymore. Well, then what is sex to those groups? It's pleasure. That's you can have that conversation way later in life. But for five year olds, there is zero point in talking about sex unless it is about educational reproduction. And I still disagree with it at that level. Now, well, if five year olds. Oh, sorry, in, Lee. Oh, no, I'm just clarifying because I have heard um, I'm in some school, homeschool, whatever kind of groups online. And so they talk about these things frequently, pulling their kids in and out of public school systems and all of that. And so, of course, one of the debates is they are teaching these things in school, definitely. And then the other side are the parents rebutting, saying, no, they're not actually teaching those things. They are making those materials to educate yourself available. And so they are more readily at hand, all of this kind of stuff. So 
is what Todd you're talking about specifically is that an instance where they are in fact in classroom setting teaching this to the children or is it more of one of those hearsay as we know is so damn common nowadays it is actual teaching them like this was a school in California because I only saw the video yesterday I was blown away now I sent it to my mom and my mom was a teacher for 40 years and she was horrified because I mean okay as a teacher for 40 years she's seen the evolution of the education system and just as she was about to retire she said to me Todd I'm so glad I'm going to retire because everything is changing that you don't have any power you don't have any say they just come with these diktats and tell you that you have to teach these things and like the way that she used to teach before because she used to have a lot of successful students and stuff they were changing all those things so in this school they were actually telling the children like um i can't remember exactly i'll have i'll send you the video right and you, you it is that yeah. they're literally saying well i mean i try to remember exactly how she said it she says well for anal sex you know oh she says because um, the prostate is um, located near the anus, there are a lot of nerve endings there. So this is why when male-to-male sex, you can still have uh, fun, but you don't necessarily have to penetrate. I mean, like, these are young boys, and you're telling them, and you're being graphically explicit and saying, well, you don't have to penetrate. You can do what's equivalent of rimming, and it will still be pleasurable for them. And I was like, wow, you know, this this is going to the next level. I mean, I don't know how old the kids were, right? But I would say yeah. they were probably adolescents. But even still, right? No, Let's give them the benefit of doubt. Orgasm by clitoris or something. Same kind of like just way too graphic. It was way too graphic. And, and this was literally te- te- teaching how to do it, right? That's so stupid because at that age, kids don't even know what their boner is. I remember being five and being like, why does my dick hurt? It it hurt actually <laughs> the first couple boners because you're like, I can't, I got to like tuck it into the waistband. Like, how do I, why is it out there? What the fuck? So and I can't pee now. I can't fucking pee now. Like what? I got to go outside. Yeah, it's shooting way up. Yeah, so to teach kids that they're like, oh, actually, that's for uh, pleasure, and here's how to do it with your butthole, most kids are going to be like, wait, whoa, 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 buttholes are for pooping, and you would be correct. That is what they're for. Who knows why God or whoever put the prostate there, but I'm pretty sure it was so that when you took a shit, it felt really good, because I do know that. Maybe that's why it's in there. Oh, God. Sorry, Todd. So one more question, just because, like, my sister's a teacher for a few decades now, and she's in higher grades now anyway, so she hasn't had to mess with any of this, haven't heard anything. Are they also, I'm just trying to get, is it very specific to gay sex, or is it all sexual encounters, period, now they're trying to teach, whether it's heterosexual, gay lesbian whatever or is it like very pointed and that only being taught because like jen said it was puberty your period getting a heart on that was it and it was very awkward so like are they hitting all the markers or is it just that one well hitting or hit the heterosexual part that's old school because when i used to live in england 
they were teaching, they were bringing in straight bananas and condoms and showing you how to put on. I didn't go to school where they did that. Like, it, you didn't talk <laughs> you about sex at my high school. Like, it wasn't a thing. So the the, the <laughs> to cover all the bases, that that that's old school, right? Now it seems to be very much just for homosexual sex, right? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I wasn't taught that stuff in high or in school. So to me, it's like all kind of oh shit, they're really doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like I had no idea that other kids were taught about sex when they went to class. That was, I thought, only on TV. The thing is, right, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I ever had sexual education at school. Because I'm a little bit, I might be older than all y'all. I'm 41, right? So, and I was born in Barbados. So, I, 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 I've asked myself, I can't remember, honestly. And if we did... I think it was more like Jane was saying, it was more like educational wise and it was more just like biology. So right. it, it was, I, I, I would, I never went to school. I mean, you learned about sex as a, as a guy. I learned from sex from other guys. Right. Cause yeah, we were self-taught you know I mean? back in the day. We're old school. Self-taught. You know what I mean? Like you, Except you would, you, sex book. I remember when I was at school and like, I mean, even still in the 90s, we were still very much into sports. And yeah, we, we knew about sex, but it was not like a real main focus for like as a teenager. I would say like when we got 15, 16, then yeah, you know what I mean? Because you start hearing this body. Yeah, that body has sex with this body and this. And then you'd be like, really? So you get a li- little bit inquisitive, right? But even still then... <laughs> You you wouldn't you wouldn't have it in school, and even if we did, and I and I, honestly I don't think we ever did. If if you did, it was purely for educational purposes, right? On a biological level, right? Right. It was but, the same as saying this is a finger, this is an arm. Uh, you know, your eyeballs do this, your nose does this. It was very dry. Yeah, it, was it wasn't biology. like yeah. you know how to get the most out of your butthole. It was mm-hmm. also it was also <laughs> something our parents had to give permission for us to take. So yeah. we couldn't just go to that class. They would send out a notice yeah. and the parents had to sign off on it. And there were some kids that weren't able to go to that class because their parents didn't let them. Most kids did go. I think I was in ninth grade, maybe eighth grade. I can't remember. But but yeah, it was a, the parents had to give permission. It wasn't something that the teachers were like, hey, let me teach you how to have anal sex in this class without telling your parents because kids yeah. can give their own consent now. If that was in the 90s, can you imagine it would be like all Mexican moms. They'd just be throwing flip-flops <laughs> willy-nilly. They're like, no. Dude, we're it, not was doing in that. The, it was in the 90s when they took out the Ten Commandments from schools and people freaked the fuck out. Can you imagine if they if there was a video that popped up on old school Good Morning America? They're like, and a school in California is uh, teaching your seven-year-olds how they can put their penis in buttholes. Dude, Dude everybody the, the would have freaked out. Thing, the Ten Commandments thing blows my mind because it's literally just showing the the United States penal code. Not not to make a penis joke, but it's literally like most of this is just illegal. Just don't yeah. do it or you'll go to jail. The rest is good advice. Like, don't be envious yeah, don't, of things don't, you don't have. You know, don't kill. Right. The other ones are just like moral ideas that if you take out the religious aspect of where it comes from, the biblical story. Christ, the whole thing. If you just look at the Ten Commandments and weed out the these and thous, 
it's pretty normal shit that all of us already kind of know to follow, whether it be moral or lawful. Like, don't kill. Don't fuck your neighbor's wife. That kind of shit. I yeah. feel like that's mostly stuff that all of us would go, mm, you know what, I think that that's probably a good idea. Yeah. And that, that directly followed the satanic panic of the 80s, too. So they had the satanic panic with Judas Priest and all these, you know, all the Dungeons and Dragons and, oh, my God, the devil. And then right after that, they take the Ten Commandments out and people just were like, oh, people mm -hmm. lost their shit. But they might have been ahead of the curve. I mean, we're talking about now in the the slow roll. That might have been part of the start of the slow roll because now we're just at almost full boil and everyone's like, ah. Well, and, and you see this fucking argument of, you know, you're just being like grandpa and grandma were when you were a kid and these things were happening. And it's like, hold on a second. I've been able to identify some of those in my life where I'm like, fuck, I'm being like mom and dad. All right. Yeah, I should probably let this one go. You're right. You know, it's it's a, a, a new trend or whatever, and it's harmless. But it's kind of like what we've talked about with you should be allowed to do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt other people. So like when as a dad, I start seeing things happening in school with my kids or outside of that social trends. And I'm like, see, now this is actually harmful. This isn't just a new trend like our parents saw where they were taking the Ten Commandments out and they freaked out about it. No, this is actually something that they're trying to normalize that is harmful to other people. I don't the fact that that is now becoming normal, that you can just be OK with something that harms other people, whether it be getting the gibbers or trying to normalize pedophilia. It's like the fact that, that this these kind of things are now being normalized and then also pushed that if you don't accept it, you are part of the problem. That to me is is bananas because it, it they try to make I agree with what Jen said earlier. They, they try to make you think uh, perception wise that it's about 50 50. And I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that most people are on board with it. But those aren't the people that get put on TV to show you that people are accepting it. They try to make it look like a lot of people are. No, that is the black and white argument, literally, as far as race goes, but also with everything else where they try to make it look like half are for this and half are against right. that. Oops, sorry. And they are at odds with each other all the time in the streets, just shooting each other and just, oh, you hate gay people? Blam! Then fuck you. you know, and they make it seem like that, but it's it's not like that at all. Um, to kind of pivot with that, what do you think, as far as harming other people, what do you think about the whole kind of move that, I don't know which wave it is, but whatever wave of feminism where now dudes are females and they have to be okay with that. I'm actually, I, I've said it before, I've, I've never been in more agreement with the trans exclusionary radical feminists where they're like, wait a minute, no, these aren't fucking females. We've been fighting for decades for female rights and now a dude comes in here and says, bam. And we're supposed to just say that that's fine and now he's a female, we gotta accept it. So there's a lot of like pushback on that, even from what we would usually called the opposite side but everyone's kind of moving in the same direction but as far as the trans thing and not to beat a dead horse but that kind of thing what do you think about the the denigration of the female because that first they came for the men or they're still kind of doing that with straight white men but now they're coming for just females in general and saying dudes can be women you gotta fucking like it enjoy even if you fought for being a female we were getting yeah. too big you know, <laughs> god damn me too movements the thing is, they're coming for everyone, right? Because when you go back in history, there were there were always um like moments of culling. 
So in the Sumerian tablets, like when uh, the humans would get to too much of a big of a population, Enlil would just send, oh, go and starve them out, uh, go and um, make droughts. So what they would do is that they would spray stuff in the air, which is what would be akin to chemtrails, right? So what it is is that when, when humans get to such a big a number that they think that they're unmanageable, they have to cull them. So what it is now is that in reality is not uh, necessarily, well, it's true that they are, they've, they've come for men for a long time and now they're coming for females, but they're coming for everybody because they only want a small amount of people who are full slaves that have their consciousness upgrade, uh, uh, up, uh, up, uploaded to the, to the cloud so they can read your thoughts and they can put thoughts into your, your mind as well. And um, it is very sad because what's happening is that we are fighting amongst ourselves and not realizing that there's a bigger enemy that we should be fighting against, right? And what it is is that, again, it's problem, reaction, solution. And what they're doing is that they're causing, because we are the house of God, all of us. And as Christ said, a house divided amongst itself shall surely fall. So what they're doing is that, because uh, even it says in Revelations, in the end times, it'd be father against son, it'd be mother against daughter, it'd be brother against sister, mother against uh, wife, I mean, husband against wife, etc. And what's happening now is that we're, we're, we're coming at each other with with all these daggers to, to try to stab each other, but not realizing that we're being manipulated, indoctrinated and controlled to do that, right? Because all of us, whether you are a heterosexual, a homosexual, a transgender, a feminist, a socialist, a communist. We're all suffering from the same things now. Inflation is rampant. You know what I mean? We have um, people that are losing their jobs. We have people that are being homeless. It, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Indian, Chinese. It's happening to everybody, right? And the problem that we have is that we're not seeing that our brothers and sisters are just a reflection of us, right? Because consciousness, we're all from one consciousness. This way, sometimes you may just all of a sudden feel sad or upset for no reason at all. And that's because someone else in the world is feeling that and you've picked it up because you're energy being. And all of these things are energy. And what these um, controllers or overlords are doing is that they're systematically manipulating us by using their uh, puppets called the media to inject loads of negative energy in our consciousness and fear. And what you said is true. It is actually a minority that they're trying to, to make look like is the majority, right? But the thing is, is that people are so scared of cancellation, whether it's cancellation on social media or cancellation on their job. And it's going to come to a point where you're going to either have to stand up for something or you'll just accept everything. And a lot of people um, that got jabbed and stuff, there's some that realized that they were conned and they're furious. Yeah, they're I've heard that. Absolutely furious. Now, when you come now, so suppose say there's a percentage, there will be obviously a percentage of those people that have families. When you start coming for their kids, they're going to be like, no, that's it, right? You're not coming for my son or daughter. I freaking got jabbed because I thought I was doing the right thing. 
and I had to keep a roof over my head for my family, whether you're male or female, right? And now you want to come for my kids? Nah. I I think what's going to happen is that we're going to have a, a, a the silent majority is going to rise up. However, and I say this to my friend all the time, most people are not going to wake up unless they go through a very traumatic experience. Right. And the only way a human ever, ever wakes up is when he has, or she, when I say he, I mean collectively, when he has a, 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 a experience that is so traumatic that it splits his mind. And he is literally like on the verge of full on mental breakdown because it is so clear that everything he was told was a lie. Right. And I have a mate that um he's a he's a multimillionaire and long story short with him, he was totally legit. I mean, not that he's he's a legit no, but what it was that he, he was so legit that he believed the government, right? And what happened to him is that the government came after him because he was going to become too successful. He was in an industry that he was starting to dominate. And because he was the new kid on the block, right, they didn't like that. So the government came for him. And when the government started investigating him, he gave them all the information to, to prove his innocence. But in reality, what he did is that he just like made it worse because the the government actually like ruined his life, caused him to end up getting cancer, um, caused his marriage to break up. They seized all of his money. Um, you know what I mean? And it was a very traumatic experience for him. And then it's only then that he woke up after everything was destroyed that whole amount the government is actually not my friend. The, 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 the police are there to frame you, you know? And a situation like that, for every, for not, when they say everyone, all the people have not woken up yet, they're going to have to go through a, a, a situation where it gets so bad that they, they can't deny it because it's just there, you know? Everything is taken from you and you were, I was doing the right thing. Right, it has to split the mind, and this is a way that um they used to do Mike MK Ultra back in the day. Um, they used to tra- subject them to such tra- trauma that it would split the personality, and then they were able to control them. And this is why, like, they were really good. they would be good assassins, you know, because they would just have no empathy because that part was they- they've killed that side of them, and humans have to go through a, a similar experience in order to wake up and realize that hold on a minute i'm fighting my brothers and sisters but all of us are in the same situation at the moment we still have relative peace times we can still go to the cinema we can still travel we can still you know what i mean go to the supermarket and not have to worry about bombs or zombies coming to steal your food out your fridge you know what i mean and all these kind of things not yet so but this is what I'm saying, right? So we still have relative peace times. And while I would not want to see that happen, it really looks like if um, something like that is going to have to happen in order for humans to wake up. Because I saw a video, um, I think last week, where this guy went into Target and he was 
fuming and screaming and stuff. So anyway, he started talking to this lady and she was working there. And he he said to her, but um, what do you think God would think of this? She's like, I love Satan. I don't believe in God. Straight up. I was like, damn. So he says, but don't you don't you think that um they're targeting children? Target is targeting children with this, all this LGBT stuff. She's like, no, they're not targeting it. But he's like, you're you're selling swimwear that are tuck friendly, right? Like, and it's in the children's section. So, like, isn't that not attacking? Is that not like going for the children? She's like, no. And then, you know what I mean? She's she loves Satan. I'm like, wow. So we've gone so far. Whether people believe in God or not, even if you're an atheist, you're going to come and say that you love Satan? That's mind-blowing. That- some of that, dude, some of that to me seems like shock jock shit and just TikTok clicks and all. These people will do anything for clicks. And I'm not saying that's not true, but a lot of people are out there saying stupid shit like that because it gets views and they might be YouTube famous or something. Not saying there isn't crazy fucking people like that too, but I, I just don't know how much to believe of, you know, stuff like that, but it's, I, I don't doubt it either. So I would have to, it's like, you know, using discernment with anything else you see online or on TV, kind of like balancing it and maybe not thinking it's that bad maybe at that one place that one lady was that fucking crazy i believe it totally joe i I hope it was a joke (laughs) right that's that's what i was gonna say though is that even that in and of itself because so many people are just doing like you said like shock jaw shit it cheapens when somebody actually means it so when there's a person out there and this goes for any subject matter Things that you just didn't used to say in fucking public, right? Which we don't we don't have that filter anymore. Everybody's Common allowed to say courtesy. anything in public. It's like it cheapens how serious it is when someone does actually believe that, because now we're so used to just people on TikTok and Instagram doing shock jaw shit. Where we're like, yeah, he's just a clown. He's just doing it for likes. It's like, yeah, but there are people out there that are fucking serious about that shit like they really kind of what i was going for is uh muddying the waters and you know diluting it to the point where people are like oh whatever they're just joking around meanwhile there are people who actually believe that but you don't believe that anymore because there's so many clowns out there doing this shit well let's before we get out of here dude because i want to end on a positive note what is your uh advice to somebody or what's what's some uh things we can do to I don't know, mitigate this or make it easier or fight back. Like what, what's uh, some advice for ordinary folks out there just listening to this? Well, what I would say is that first thing first, don't let the things that we are saying scare you because fear, as I always say, is the cousin of death. And what fear does is that fear causes, causes us to self-sabotage. And what we, what every individual needs to do is to work on themselves. And I'll explain what that means. Working on yourself is working on your fears and traumas, getting yourself into really good physical shape. Uh, it is reading books, uh, doing meditations. It is uh, actually like getting out in nature. It is actually, you know, like trying to, 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 to find that inner child inside of you because 
we're all just big kids, you know what I mean? And we've lost that sort of like creativity and imagination that we've had when we were children. Um, like I was talking to a friend of mine and <laughs> she was saying um, that her son tells her that um, his imaginary friend uh, is there with them, right? And in reality, children are actually able to see, even my sister, when we were young, had an imaginary friend. And what it is, we've lost that connection to, to source. We've lost that connection to the, the spiritual realm, you know? And we, we, we've, we, we've lost, like, we, we, we don't connect in the dream world anymore because in reality, when we're dreaming is when we're actually awake and when we're awake is when we're actually sleeping because the the spiritual world is much realer than people actually realize and what i would say is that you know you need to to eat good food as well because food is energy and we are energy beings and the food that they're giving us is absolute crap full of high fructose corn syrup full of salt full of sugar and all of these are uh, having a lot of other additives and chemicals to um, make you crave those things, which is why people are getting fat. Uh, it's a multi-pronged approach because we are both mind, body, and spirit. We're well, not both. We're we're mind, body, and spirit, and we need to work on all three. And people may think that meditation is all woo-woo, but meditation is like exercise for the body. And it gives you a lot of um, mental clarity. It makes you calmer. And it will give you the ability to access your subconscious mind because all of these, everything that's happening in the world collectively is a product of our subconscious. Our subconscious thoughts act to know in, in the reality. And we're, we're all creating this. So while we can't change the world, we can change ourselves. And in changing ourselves, we end up changing the world because, you know, this is a, a all of this is a is an individual internal battle that we have to um, to work on. And our external is a direct uh, reflection of what our internal looks like. And we have to get right with ourselves. And I was reading I uh, I wrote a post of, uh, last week and it was fitting because um, I did an ayahuasca ceremony last week, Friday, and the Four Agreements book uh, is what I wrote about before. And I would say to people that if you, if you read that book and you follow that book, that would put you on a very good path because the Four Agreements is the first one is be impeccable with your word, Right. Be relentless with your word. You do what you say you're going to do. The next thing is that you don't take anything personally. And this is where a lot of us fall down because when some, if someone says, oh, you're fat or you're ugly, then you would get triggered by that. But in you getting triggered by that, you're actually making that statement real because it's affecting you. If it's not true about you, don't take it personally because Fuck that off. person... <laughs> that person is just projecting on you what how they feel about themselves inside right and then the the the, the third one is don't uh, assume anything make no assumptions because what we do as humans is that we never know the full picture 
And what we do is we take a small bit of information of the big picture and we create a story in our heads about that thing. And that thing becomes real. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then the last agreement is to um, always do your best. And when I was re-looking at the book to write about it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make these four agreements my center because they make so much sense and it, it will give me a lot more balance in my life because a lot of times we are the ones that create all the negative, not all the, many times, all the times we create the negative occurrences in our lives because of fear and trauma. And what, what we need to do is to get right with those, overcome them, heal them, and, you know, you will stop the self-sabotage because if we don't stand up for something, we're going to accept everything. And you are the help you're looking for and you are the change in the world. You are the light of the world. But if all of us collectively work to be that light, it means then that we will shine so bright that all the negative stuff that that they want to bring in wouldn't be possible because it'd be too positive. But we can't give up hope. We can't give up. We have to we have to persevere because scripture talks is about he who endureth to the end. And um I really believe that this is very, very important because they're gonna do whatever they can they, they want to do. But we just we don't have to accept it. We don't have to play the game anymore, you know? We're yeah, we're, and- we're the ones that are playing the game. I that's a perfect thing. It's so uh, kind of synchronistic. Uh, we've been watching some movies with my kiddo, and the latest one was The Hobbit, and something stood out to me. Of course, it's Gandalf, but uh, it it it's perfectly said in a couple sentences. It's some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but it is not what I have found. I have found that it is the the small everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small act, small acts of kindness and love, and that's kind of what you're saying. With it's all. It all just starts with you. Like, yep. don't worry about changing the world. You fucking figure yourself out first. Stop treating people like shit. Maybe like they'll Jordan stop Peterson treating said, you like shit. Stop trying to change the world if you still have to go clean your own room. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we always look at the login or we always look at the speck in our brother's eye, but we fail mm-hmm. to see the login hours. And, you know, we, we judge each other so much, but in reality, we're judging ourselves. And like, so like after I did my ayahuasca, like I my, my perspective has changed now because like, here I still see some people that wear a mask, uh, especially in my gym. And and now I actually feel a little bit sorry for them, you know, because it's like they just don't know. And I was like, Shh, that person is a is a a small reflection of a part of me that I used to be where I was in darkness. So instead of me feeling like all superior that you know what I mean she, she she or he rears a mask I'm like Shh, you know what that that used to be me that way I didn't know any of these things a few years ago so now I feel a little bit more empathy for them and I'd be like damn you know so I, I look at them in a different way now because at the end of the day they have their path and they've just not gone through a traumatic experience yet in order to wake up and the thing is that the longer it takes for that traumatic experience to happen, the the worse it's going to be. I mean, it's never easy, but can you imagine waking up 
when you have literal food shortages. You have inflation to the point where it is hyperinflation, right? Then you see you have zombies trying to steal the food out of your fridge, right? And you're trying to wake up at the same time. I'll be honest, that I think a lot of people are going to commit suicide for that because it's going to be too hard because you have all of those things and then you have this trying to find yourself and, you know, yeah. at the same time, it is, well, it's going to be hard, you know? Yeah, and that makes, I like the way you put that because uh, if you're, I, I mean, everybody's found themselves looking at people with masks on in their car by themselves and been like, what the fuck? I don't even notice it anymore because it's been so inundated, but it, it does make sense to think about maybe in two years, they'll have some kind of like waking up or some kind of thing where they're like, I can't believe I was doing that. So maybe now if you don't treat them like shit because you're the higher one, you know, not wearing a mask or whatever, maybe they'll find something in that and, you know, come to their own realization. But you can't really tell, like you said, everybody's on their own path, but I guess just, uh, it's like every other show we've done. Don't be a dick. That's pretty much it. But Todd, yeah. do you want to plug anything before you get out of here? You are Adriano underscore two, four, six on Instagram. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Yeah, anything else or... you want to plug? Or my uh, my Facebook Todd Cave T O D D C A V E, and um, yeah, well, I do these these podcasts because I've I've been showing that I am being called to 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 talk and to help share some of my knowledge because like there are a lot of people that don't really know these things, but on the day to day, I am a online fitness trainer and I help spiritually inclined people burn fat and build muscle. And um, anyone who works with me and follows my advice gets into fantastic shape. And um, I also help coach your mind and to help you create new habits, uh, improve your mindset. And um, yeah, we have loads of fun doing it. So if anything that I said tonight resonated with you, you have any questions or you're ready to get into the best shape of your life, just hit me up on Instagram at Adriano underscore 246 or my name Todd Cave on Facebook and Let's see if I can help you. Hell yeah. And uh, I can vouch for that. I am uh, friends with you on all the socials. And you could wash a pair of fucking jeans on those abs, dude. Oh, my God. Every time I see it, I'm like, fuck this guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Todd, thank you so much for coming back on. And we will have you on again soon. Hopefully with Matt LaCroix next time if we can get a hold of his ass. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We will uh, talk to you guys next time. 